Are you a singer or musician that has dreams of a full-time career in music? Or maybe you're already in ministry full-time, but you're finding it challenging to grow while focusing on what's important. I'm in the same boat. I feel like I'm in the same boat with you. I've been doing a lot of research, and today I want to share three things that I've learned. Two of the lessons that I've learned are, I feel, necessary for a solid foundation. The third will give some practical nuts and bolts to attaining consistent growth. Not afraid, got nothing to lose. Living life with nothing to prove. I'm gonna be a better version of me. Welcome to another episode of T. Farrell Presents. I'm your host, Terrence Farrell, and it's just me today. But I believe you're going to find this episode very valuable. Uh, I've been taking inventory of my growth as a person who's centered around music, whose, whose career is built on music. And I've been wondering myself, what can I do to increase my success without switching my focus from God to money because that's always that's always where i find myself where it's like oh man i need to make money i need to make money it's like wait am i still focusing on god first money second not not that they can't coexist it's just the priority needs to be right so that's something i always struggle with um so i did some reading i did some listening to to the podcast i've watched some informative videos i i actually i, I started digging deep into what works, what doesn't work, what fits my personality, what would, what doesn't fit my personality. And I learned quite a few things, but there are three things that I believe will positively change the trajectory of your ministry. Number one, your success is in your routine. I wrote down, systematize what's important. Commitment to a system will carry you further than motivation. Now, I want to talk about this for a second. Motivation, I'm, I'm into motivational videos. I'm into motivational speakers. I mean, I could, I could listen to Eric Thomas over and over like this conference and that conference. And, and uh, my, my dude, Myron Edmonds, he's got a men's conference and they say some pretty amazing things. And when I come back from either watching a YouTube video or whatever conference, you know, it's cool. I'm on a high for a while. And then somewhere in the, in, in the middle of it, my motivation to do it is just not as high as it was when I was at the conference or when I heard the video. Sometimes I find myself going back to the video, play it again, take down some notes. What do I need to do? Get, get hyped up again. But I was talking to, I believe it was Myron Edmonds. And I'm like, man, how do you stay committed? How do you stay motivated? And he said, you need to systematize what's important. Now, what does he mean by that? Set a time that you're going to do that every day or whatever days per week. So now I've systematized working out. I work out four o'clock. Well, I do devotion four o'clock in the morning. By five, I'm on to my workout from five to six. It's a system. Every day at four o'clock, I'm doing devotion. Every day at 5 a.m., I'm doing my workout. Now, even when I don't feel like it, 
I drag my behind up there because uh, I got I got a gym on the upper floor or I, I, I take a run. But I drag my behind to wherever I'm going to work out. And that's what I do at five o'clock in the morning. Now, some days when I'm not feeling it, 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 it might be a, a I want to say a, a halfway workout, but I'm there. I'm doing it. Sometimes I start and it's a halfway workout. And by the end, it's a full workout just because I, I got my body going. And some days I'm motivated and some days I'm not. But I got a system. My watch goes off at a certain time. I got to be up. My clothes are already laid out. I do it all the time. I systematized a date night with my wife. So her, we, we know what night um, is date night. Nobody gets that time unless we talk about it and it needs to happen or, or something's going on. Now, it's not saying that we can't go out on a date any other night or we don't hang out any other. But that time, that that time every week is once a week. Nobody touches that time unless we've talked about it and we've said, OK, we can do that. That's what I'm talking about. Systematizing. So you systematize when you're going to um, when you're going to do personal development, you systematize when you system systematize what's most important i can't tell you what's most important for you but you have certain goals and if your certain goals leads you to uh reading a certain amount of books set up a time whether it's every day whether it's certain specific days out of the week at a certain time set it up so that you put in that reading time so that you put in that study time or the workout time or uh, if, you, if you're doing recipes or the cooking time, whatever it is that you're doing, set it up. If it's important to you, systematize it on the days when you're just not feeling it or it's just like, oh, man, there's a certain system in place. So the big things, the most important things will get done if they're systematized. That's, that's, that's a foundation um, of time management that I think everybody can benefit from. Number two. Um, I have down here, develop a strong, balanced community. Develop a strong, balanced community. So that's God first, spouse second, and then you need to work on your community. Now, what should your community look like? This, again, I got from uh, Dr. Myron Edmonds. Uh, quick, quick commercial break here. I'm in a group called the... I went to the Breakthrough Challenge where I learned a lot of this. It actually, it, it, it changed my, the direction of where I'm going, changed my life. Um, but then I signed up for the Winning Circle um, with, with Myron Edmonds and his whole team. And this is where I learned this. So building a community, that's God first, spouse second, if you got a spouse, that's one and two. That's non-negotiable. And then you have somebody that is pouring into you. So that's a mentor. That's somebody that you can take certain things to and say, and you know, they, they, they've got wisdom. Nine times out of 10, they're a little older than you. They've, they've been around the block a, a few more times than you have, but it doesn't have to be somebody older. But it's, it's a mentor figure, somebody that, that has that wisdom and you've acknowledged it and they, they know where you're going. You trust them. So somebody that's going to pour into you. Number two, now it's just community. You have people on your level, people that are that are moving at the same pace you're moving. They're not going backwards. They're not people that's going to pull you in the wrong direction. It's people that they call it your peers. So same level as you. They're doing things. Doesn't have to be in the same industry 
or, or, or whatever, but they're moving in the same direction. They have the same principles. They have the same positive ad- attitude. So you can hold each other accountable. And sometimes it's even better if it's in different industries. So I can have somebody that's like a master chef holding me accountable for me uh, working uh, music in the studio. It's like, hey, how's that thing going that you said you were going to do? So we hold each other accountable. So you got the person pouring into you and you got your, your peers. Then you should also have a part of your community, somebody that you're pouring into somebody that's coming up behind you, somebody that you can guide them along the way. So you got up, you got down, and you got to the side. This keeps you well-balanced. It's a, it's a strong community. As a matter of fact, when you have somebody, uh, I don't want to say under you, but you know what I'm saying, somebody that you're pulling up or that you're helping that, that doesn't quite have the experience or the wisdom that you have, it holds you accountable because you can't cut up and start doing stupid things because you just told them, hey, the, the key to doing this, like like I'm saying, the key to doing this, uh, the, the first point was to systematize what's important. So if you say, hey, Terrence, you know, how come you didn't systematize um, your workouts anymore? It's I, I have to do it because I said it. I'm now held accountable. The, the person that um, you're pouring into also holds you accountable, as well as the person above you, as well as your peers. Everybody's holding everybody. It's, it's a cyclical thing. That's the community. Now, there's some added things to that. You should have a cause, something that, that, that burns within you that says, man, I want to see this problem. It could be a, a, a world-sized problem or a community-sized problem, but something like it could be homelessness. It can be, for me personally, it's the struggling musician. I just, I, I, I hate to see a struggling musician. You've got talent. There's enough um, avenues to not be struggling, especially if you're a Christian artist, a Christian musician. You've got God. You shouldn't be struggling. You should not. I'm not saying you should be making a ton of money. Struggling is a mindset. I think I've, I've mentioned that on a on a on another episode, but I just want to say that again. Struggling is a mindset. Now, not being where you want to be, making making uh, low income. That's that that's a reality when you first start out or when you're first learning. But struggling, that's a mindset. You shouldn't be struggling. But that's an episode for a different time. So you have a cause. And if my cause is to help the struggling musicians uh, so that they understand how not to struggle, how not to be in that, oh, man, I'm just I'm just pushing. I'm just I'm just trying. And and if it's to pour, there's a certain part of my community that where I have access to those people, where I have personal relationships with a few of those. Now, I'm not saying anything overloaded. It's going to throw you out of balance. That's why I said develop a strong, balanced community. You have too many people below you that you're, you're helping, pulling up. If I have too many people trying to be a producer, I, I start to feel weighed down. If I have too many people up here um, telling me, oh, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, or, you know, you, you need to do that, I, I just stay in like, oh, yes, sir, yeah, no, no problem. Oh, what should I do next? And it just, so it should all be balanced. But a cause is another. That's another group of people, which is different from the person below you. The person below you is I keep saying below you. I don't I don't even like that phrase. The person that you're pouring into. Let me let me say it that way. The person you're pouring into um, 
is most often somebody that's trying to do what you're doing. So I'm trying to be a producer. And so I find a young producer and say, hey, here's how I do. You want to learn a couple of tricks of the trade. You want to sit next to me. You want to come to this session. You want to come with me while I'm while I'm meeting, you know, certain people where you wouldn't have the option to be in the room. That's somebody I'm pulling up. My cause, the 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 struggling artist or the artist that feels like they're struggling, that's somebody different. That's that's somebody that would normally be my client. And so I take a couple of them and I take a a, a special interest in those. You do that a couple of times, not with everybody, because you don't want to burn yourself out there. But you take a special interest in a couple of those. It builds your community. It just it builds you as a person. And, and that's that's one of the things. Go beyond music. Go beyond music with this whole thing to be a professional, um, a professional Levite, uh, a professional uh, recording artist. You've got to learn to go beyond the music to personal development, to just ministry. And all ministry is, it, it, was, it was told to me one time, and I'll never forget it. Ministry is seeing a need and meeting that need. That's all it is. People think ministry is oh, a preacher or, or ministry is, is, is some position in church. No, it's seeing a need and meeting that need. Now, we do that a lot in church. That's why we call that ministries. Um, but that's at its core foundation, seeing a need meeting that need. It could be a spiritual need. It could be a physical need. It could be, you know, a financial need, whatever it is. That's ministry. But I digress. So the community. Yes. Um, I mentioned somebody that's pouring into you. You got your peers side, somebody that you're pouring into. And you've got um, a couple people that fit the cause, your, your reason, your burden. Um, the, the, your call that you've been put here to do that, that God has hopefully defined for you or that you're asking God, what is it? What is it that, who are the people you want me to reach? What is my assignment? But again, we can go deep into that. Um, that's a, that's a whole nother episode. Well, I think, I think we've done that. Think, uh, check out the episodes with Janice Lavon. I think we did that. Um, yes. Now, this third concept, this last concept I got from Kevin Schmidlin. Now, he has a podcast called Grow the Show. It's all about how to grow your podcast. But he has a system of um, growing your, your fan base that I thought it, it just blew my mind. It's logical, but I would have never thought about it. He calls it TDE. Targeted daily engagement. Now, let me explain this. Now, Kevin Schmidlin did an excellent job at explaining this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to do it justice. Targeted daily engagement. What this is. So social media has to do with social media. So on Instagram, on Facebook, um, what most people do when they get on, the majority of people, they get on and they scroll. They scroll, they scroll, they see something they like, they watch it. They like it if they if they don't. Well, they like it if they do like it. And if not, then they scroll some more. Look at it for a second. And nah, I don't like that. And they keep scrolling. That's what most people do. The second um, highest thing people do on social media is they post. They either post something about um, 
be a general. Here's here, here's how I'm living. Here's my best shot. Here's my best side. Here's how I'm looking here. Yo, my meal looks dope. And let me take a picture of that, invite you in. Or they're promoting. But whatever it is, they're posting. So most people scroll or post. They scroll, 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 scroll. Hey, I like that. Post. Post, post. Hey, check out what I'm doing. Check out what I'm Oh, they posted that. Hey, that's nice. Let me... Let me grab that, repost it. That's what most people do. Here's what TDE, Targeted Daily Engagement, here's what he said to do. Kevin, Kevin Schmidlin. Got it. Want to give him credit. Um, he said, what you do is block out 15, he said 15 to 30 minutes, but he was kind of leaning towards just 15 minutes a day. Do targeted daily engagement actually go on and be social on social media, what it was built for. So what that looks like is you start targeting people that you would want to be your clients, people that if you had a podcast, you would want to interview people that um, you want a response from, or you just want to get into their circle and you start to comment on their posts. Don't try and sell them anything. Don't say, hey, I've been dying to meet with you. Can I do? Mm -mm. Just comment on their posts. Be engaging. Engage with them on social media. Be social at social media. Think of it as a party. So social media is a big party. You walk into the party. What do you do? Do you go up and go, oh, man, couldn't wait to meet you. Wow, I love the stuff you do. No, then it's like, okay, yeah, nice. Nice to meet you. And they, they give that fake smile. And it's like, okay, be gone, dude. I got to get back. with. But if you just come around, join the conversation, make some intelligent responses. So don't just like, don't just put like a fire emoji. Yo, that was dope. Think of something where you can add some value to the conversation and engage with their posts. If it's somebody that you're really looking to um, build a relationship with, uh, and, and they're, well, let me just say it that way. If there's somebody you're really looking to build engagement with, whether it's uh, an established person or not, there's a bell icon where every time they post something, you'll be notified. You can do that. And this way you'll see that first. And then you can decide whether you should engage. Here's what that does. After time, after they realize, hey, you didn't just, you know, because everybody pops on with some anonymous per or some random person and they're like whoa i like that post once they start to see your name consistently and don't stalk them don't like every single thing they post you got to be the first one to respond don't don't do that that's just it's a little weird but um once you start to do this targeted daily engagement not the same person just a group of people make figure it out um and he gives a whole Kevin Schmidlin gives a whole system of how you should clear out your, your social media of anybody that is not beneficial to what it is you're doing. Um, so so music-wise, if they're not your producer, they're not, I was going to say family, but even some family, you got you to gotta just kind of mute them. If they're not adding value to what it is you're doing now and where you want to go. Uh, another thing he said, he said, if you didn't speak to them on the phone or connect outside of social media during the pandemic, you could definitely just mute them. Because what happens, social media is designed 
to distract us. It's designed to say, yo, check out this cat that did a flip and caught a ball in the air. You got to see this. And they, they've got some masterminds to des- that design, sis- design social media to distract us. And it, it works for me, man. It, it distracts me. It really is a distraction, which is why sometimes I go, I can't, I can't be on there. But if I just mute the people that send these things, they're great. I don't dislike the people. But social media now is a tool for me to get ahead. It's a tool for me. Uh, a tool for my business. It's not entertain. It could be entertainment some other time. But targeted daily uh, uh, engagement, fifteen minutes a day, it will blow. Up. It will. It will exponentially grow your fan base because these people will now start to go. Hey, I recognize that name. Hey, he doesn't sound like a jerk. Let me check out his page. Let me check out her page. Let me see what they're doing. Eventually. And if that doesn't happen, you just you just keep on with it with the deal. And when the when the opportunity opportunity presents itself, you can let them know a little bit more about you. You keep responding with some with some valuable feedback where it's just not rote answers. They will respond back to you if they're not a jerk. If they are, you just keep it moving. You'll find enough people that aren't jerks. But this this system, you do this, you're organic fan base will grow. Your organic audience will grow. It will. If now, if you have solid business on the other side of this, if you have a solid product, if you have a solid system in place, this will blow your ministry up. This will, this, wherever you're trying to go, because wherever you're trying to go, you need a great project, a great product, and you need people, people that you want to help with your amazing product. This is how you get the people. This is how you grow it without trying to do Facebook ads or do a song and a dance and, you know, post, 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 which is not as efficient as the targeted daily engagement. Now, so with these three things, these, these, these three things, I believe, I honestly believe you put them into practice. Try, try, try for a month. Your success is in your routine. Systematize what's important. Do that. Sit with your calendar. Figure out your day. Systematize what's important. And then develop, start developing a strong, balanced community. And you might have some of these in place. Some of the areas that I talked about, round it all out. Round it all out. Have a nice, balanced community. And you start 15 minutes a day, targeted daily engagement. I can't guarantee anything, but I really believe it will take your ministry to the next level. Now, in the middle of doing all of this research, I was impressed to change the name and the focus of this podcast. I still believe T Farrell Presents is a great name because it works for anything that I come up with because I'm T Farrell. So T Farrell Presents, whatever I present. Whatever I present, it falls right into it. But if you listen to, uh, not last week, but the week before last, you need to start targeting your audience. Um, and we, I talked about building an audience. And you got to kind of niche down. And T. Farrell Presents, yeah, it's great. Whatever I present, it's T. Farrell presenting it. I could present, you know, the best phone to have. 
Um, and it's T Farrell Presents, and my podcast can be all over the place. But God gave me a clear assignment, and it's to serve modern day Levites. And when I took time to really identify my intended audience, the title Professional Levite came to mind. So moving forward, I'm going to create podcast design to help Christian recording artists grow their ministry by focusing on what matters most. And this will put the podcast, I feel, in line with what my assignment is, what God gave me to do, which is serve modern day Levites. Now, if you're a Christian recording artist who's released at least one project and wants a profitable career in ministry, this podcast is definitely for you. If you do not fall into this category, I know there are still concepts that will benefit you and will positively impact your life. So I welcome you to remain a part of this listening audience. Please share, leave a comment. For those that are always here every week, I really thank you. Thank you for being my consistent listeners. Um, thank you for commenting, sharing, uh, letting me know when stuff is not right. I mean, I get, I get, texts or calls from people like, hey, that one has an echo on it. Uh, did you mean to put it up like that? I really appreciate that. I really, really appreciate that. Those are my, those are my true blue fans. Those are my, my ride or die listeners. So um, I do want to say this. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. I'm realizing that it's tough to get reviews on, on Apple Podcasts. That's, that's got to be something that you go to and and have to be intentional about doing. So whether you're on po Apple Podcasts, you're listening, or Spotify, please leave a positive review. And I thank you for that. Um, my YouTube family, keep rocking out with me. I love y'all. Um, we're going to end, as usual, with uh, a Words for Life track. This one's going to be the latest, uh, the latest single from Words for Life, featuring Myron Edmonds. It's entitled Release Your Boat. So that's coming up right after this. Uh, I think it's pretty dope. But um, check it out. Let me know. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. Now, our prayer is always that God uses something said in this episode to speak to you directly. And with that, we're out. Question I want to ask you all this morning is, how do you deal with failure? How do you deal with frustration? But particularly, listen, y'all, when you have failed in something that you're supposed to be good at, there's one thing to fail at something that you got no skills in. But have you ever been in a space in life, and I'm just going to be transparent with y'all, where you hung your hat on something and said, man, this is my lane that I run. This is my sweet spot. Man, this is what I'm good at. And, 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 for, and for all intents and purposes, you have almost built an identity around what you are successful at. Can I just throw this out here uh, real quick? Be very careful about building your identity around what you perceive to be good at. Luke chapter 5 and verse 1, it says, On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, Sea of Galilee. And he saw two boats by the lake, 
but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. And the Bible says in verse 3, getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, Simon Peter, he asked to put out a little farther from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. It says, and Simon answered, Master, we have toiled all night and took nothing. He says, but at your word, I will let down the nets. Verse six, and when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. The word of God says that all night long, their squad was looking for a catch and understand that the catch represented provision for their families. Their, the catch represented their ability to pay bills. The catch represented their ability to bring in income. If they did not catch fish, they could not live. They had to catch fish. He was hoping for that thing to come through and it failed. And he failed at something he was supposed to be good at. He failed at something that he had built his reputation on. Growth takes place when you run to the end of your knowledge, to the end of your experience. The text says that Jesus was preaching and in order for Jesus preaching to be more effective, he said, you know what, Peter, I need to use your boat. Uh, the first thing that you've got to do in order to experience your breakthrough in your identity is you've got to release your boat. Can I say it another way? You've got to allow God to repurpose and to expand your vision for what you think makes you successful. You see, a boat, y'all, uh, was for fishing. Uh, but Jesus says, let me show you that there may be another way you can use this boat. Uh, understand now, if, if you start seeing your life as a life of service and a life of ministry, then guess what? Then all your stuff actually works for your good. That's why the word says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. See, when you are operating based on reputation and significance based on what people consider to be success, then you will always be up and down. But when you see your life as a life of service, even your broke boat that don't got no fish on it can be used if you give it to Jesus. See, there are many of us who only see that our boat can be used to do one thing. God will open up your mind and he will challenge what you always thought you knew. You see, everybody knew that, that you catch fish in shallow water at night. It's broad daylight and Jesus says, I got something new I want you to do. How about let's go out into deep water where you generally don't catch no fish and let's do it in broad daylight. See, this is what happens when God gets you to a place where you don't know nothing no more where you ain't walking around here with your chest out like you the man no more. He got to break us down to get us to a place where we're not riding on our reputation anymore. We're not riding on what we think we got going on for us anymore. Where you no longer depending on your good looks or depending on your skills or depending on your education or depending on your reputation. But it gets you to a place where you realize, I don't know what I'm doing. And then when you get to that place, he said, now let me show you something. See, when I get a hold of your life, the rules don't apply anymore. The standards don't apply anymore. Policies and procedures don't apply anymore. Come on, the script don't matter anymore because I'll do something in your life that's gonna be so miraculous. That's 
sense to your family. It's not going to make any sense to the hood. But what you will know when you come out of this, Peter, is you going to know who I am and that your confidence was never supposed to be in you or in your skills, but that your confidence was supposed to be in me.